Hi, and welcome to today's episode of Ask Katie. If you would like to ask a question, please send it to inquiries at katieisabelmartin.com. Please hit that follow button and please hit that subscribe button. Thank you for tuning in today. Enjoy today's episode. Well, hi everyone. Welcome to today's first edition of Ask Katie. The reason I want to start this podcast is basically because I get a lot of questions through my social media and through my email in regards to fitness and health and lifestyle questions and I just thought it'd be great to jump on here and just talk and just start an open discussion. I mean, I think the reality is as humans, we go through a lot of the same problems and it's great to just sit there and talk about them in an open forum. So Please send me your advice as well. I'd love to hear it and talk to me and let's be internet friends. Yes. Woo. Unity. So let's get on to today's question. So I received this question a couple of months back from a lady who was wondering how she can sustain her New Year's resolutions. I thought it was a really, really, really great question because it's something we all struggle with. Trust me, I have been there where I set this completely ridiculous resolution and I lose it by the second week of January and I just stop and I lose motivation and I lose momentum and it's just all part and parcel of being human and I really think that the key to this is process. And that's what I want to talk about today and really break this process down into easy to follow steps. Now, just keep in mind that as we move through today, I'm not any sort of profound philosopher or advice wizard. I'm simply just sharing my own journey with you and giving you my advice as to what works for me. Now, most of this will really correlate back to fitness resolutions However, if you have set any other kind of resolutions, whether it's health or it's confidence or happiness or success or friendships or relationships or whatever it may be, the same principles and theories will really apply to anything. Okay, so my first tip and what I believe is the most important one is to find the purpose of your resolution. What drives you to achieve this why now? Why haven't you done it in the past and why isn't it something that can wait? The reason I encourage you to do this is once you figure out the why, you can easily formulate the how. And this is something that you will refer back to every single day until this resolution is resolved. Giving a little bit more meaning to our resolution not only gives us a greater understanding and greater perspective, but it gives it greater importance to our life if we know that there's a deeper reason for us chasing this goal. Even if the goal is something that sounds really small to you and doesn't feel like it serves a greater purpose, there's always rhyme and reason behind it. For example, if your goal is... I'm going to take the rubbish out every single day and not leave it to sit in the kitchen until the end of the week. Perhaps you want to become a more productive person or focus more on your time management. You need to really sit down and think about why. 
once you've thought about the why, I want you to write that purpose down on a big piece of paper. Something that you can see from a far enough distance, aka your bed, I want you to stick it above your bed or across from your bed so you can wake up to it every day. By waking up to a purpose, it will allow this purpose to then stay at the forefront of your mind all day long. And that's something that's really powerful. I would encourage you to be even more powerful by writing up this purpose on multiple pieces of paper and sticking it all around the house. If your goal is a nutrition or a food goal, maybe you can stick one next to your bed, one on the fridge, one in the bathroom, one on your car. Don't feel like you're being silly about this because it's something that's important to you and I guarantee that it will make a huge difference in terms of your progression. As humans, we are incredibly receptive to visual stimulus, so having your purpose in front of you visually all day, every day, will really pay off long term. And that's something that will lead me to my next point. So my next tip is to do some micro goal setting. And the reason we want to do this is by breaking it down into baby steps, it will seem so much more achievable from the start. So if we set a resolution that seems completely unachievable, we're going to lose momentum and we're going to lose drive to keep going because we're not going to see the little in-between milestones that will allow us to step a little bit higher and keep chasing new heights. I see this often, particularly in the fitness world, where someone will set a resolution, I want to lose weight. Now this brings me back to the foundations of simple goal setting, which is our acronym SMART, SMART goals. So our goals need to be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Our resolution as a whole, but also our micro goals. Again, it gives us greater insight, better perspective, and a deeper understanding. If your resolution is to lose weight, be specific. How much weight do you want to lose? Let's track this week by week. By week two, I want to have lost five pounds. By the end of the first month, I want to have lost 15. So I want you to incorporate all of the different SMART elements into your goals. So we're going to break it down into baby steps. So our long-term goal is to lose weight. Micro goals. Okay, week one, I want to cut chocolate. That's what I want to do. So I'm going to start limiting the amount of chocolate I consume daily. You can break this down into daily goals as well but for me that's a bit too much for other people it might work find out what works for you and then stick to that so week one i'm going to cut out chocolate that's achieved tick great week two i'm going to cut out dairy and i'm going to focus on cutting down my lactose consumption week two tick or across if you haven't achieved that goal consider redoing that week don't move on to another goal or micro goal until you've achieved the previous one. So on by saying this, make sure that your goals aren't too crazy to begin with. You want to start small and then build the blocks up into bigger goals. And that leads me to my next tip. So tip three, celebrate your milestones with your micro goals. I think it's really, 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 really important 
to celebrate your success. Even if it's something really small, in my opinion, it really needs to be celebrated and acknowledged. Even if you don't celebrate it, acknowledge it. A lot of people use reward as incentives and I don't want you to use reward in order to force yourself to slug on through this goal. That's not what it's meant to be. It should drive you further. For example, a reward might be if I lose my five pounds by the end of month one, I'm going to allow myself to buy a new gym outfit. Great. So that's going to make me want to go into the gym more. It's great when you actually relate your rewards back to your goal. We don't want to undo all of our progress. So if your goal is to stop eating donuts, don't reward yourself with a donut at the end of week one. Just be really smart about the way you go about it. And that could be something that will really fast track your progression because you look forward to that reward. Now, on the other end, if rewards don't work for you, don't reward yourself, but do acknowledge your progression. A really great way to do this is to track this. Just understand that not only is your resolution a big goal, but it's also a lifestyle change. You're wanting to incorporate this resolution into your everyday life and make it a part of you. So you're accepting to change. A big part of this change is going to be your mindset evolving and changing. It's important to document that. If you're on a weight loss journey, don't only document the physical changes, really note the mental changes. Talk about how you're feeling. Don't make it a circa 2002 Dear Diary. I'm so upset today because I fell off my bike and I broke up with my boyfriend. Try and just elicit feelings. You can reflect back on this in the future and say, this is how this made me feel. And now this is something that doesn't affect me. Wow, I don't actually want sugar anymore. And it doesn't make me depressed when I can't eat that Kit Kat every day. Just document your growth and it's not something you need to do every day. I definitely would note it as frequently as you note your physical changes. Weight loss, noting your mental changes, your emotional changes, your physical changes, which I would not only track using scales. In fact, I would say don't use them. I would go off measurements, skin fold testing if you have that available to you. But in my opinion, the greatest thing you can do is take photographs weekly. You can even do this uh, bi-weekly if you would like to, if you have the time, but take photos. We can see the changes in our body without having to really focus on the numbers. It's actually a really fun thing to look back on when you're done. Something that really works for me is putting my micro goal underneath my purpose each week. So each week I will have my resolution stuck up there, which might be to get stronger. And underneath it, I'll have my micro goal for the week, which might be squat 100 kilos. And then once that is achieved, I will tick that off in my journal and I will swap over my goal to the next micro goal. That way, again, we have the why, the purpose, and the how, the micro goal, visually right in front of us. My next piece of advice is to surround yourself with the most supportive network of people you can find. Not only supportive friends and family, but it's important to find groups of people 
that are either A, going through a similar process as you, or B, have been through it before. It's one thing to have amazing support from the people who you love, but something that's even more powerful is to have the advice of people who have been through it before. Again, it's about sharing our human experience and having that relatability. If it's a health and fitness goal, maybe it's your trainer or instructor. If it's another goal, maybe to quit smoking, maybe a close friend that you confide in and can trust and can really watch what you're doing and stay with you in the process. Another great thing about sharing your experience with people who are going through the same process is you can celebrate each other's success. I really, really admire people who can celebrate other people achieving something worthwhile or meaningful to them. If someone does hit their micro goal or achieve their resolution, celebrate with them. Tell them you're proud of them. Tell them how happy you are and really, really share that because not only will it make them feel great and give you a greater friendship and relationship, but it will light fire underneath your butt and make you keep going. Those are the sort of people who really push me. I'm so driven and inspired and determined because of the network of people I surround myself with. They inspire me to keep chasing and chasing and chasing and hustling nonstop until I achieve that. Don't surround yourself with people who are going to drag you down emotionally, physically. I hope don't let anyone knock you into a bush. Just find those like-minded people and hold on to them. So my next tip of advice is to find not only a network of people to inspire you, but a network of resources. The best thing about this is not only will it continue to inspire you with other people's documented experiences and personal challenges, but it will allow you to learn more. So I've always encouraged my clients, make sure that you continue to read up and research things about your goal. So if your goal is to become vegan, please read up on veganism and find out what it actually entails and how people got to that stage. Because no one just wakes up one day and goes, hey, I'm going to be vegan from lunchtime on today. It doesn't just happen like that. So immerse yourself in that world and learn as much as you can so you can talk the talk and walk the walk. You've got these resources that are going to allow you to become more knowledgeable and give you more wisdom, but I also want you to find resources that allow you to take your mind off things. Even though we have a goal, I don't want you to be thinking about it and chasing it 24-7. You should allow yourself to be able to switch off if it's 30 minutes or an hour a day, find what time frame works for you and just relax. Find an activity or a resource that allows you to do that. Consider doing yoga once a day or every couple of days or do some guided meditation. That works great for me. Or find a fun book to just pop your head in for a few hours, listen to some music, go for a walk in the sunshine. Although this isn't a leisurely activity that's going to be related to your goal, make sure it benefits your goal. So don't go and binge to relax. Now my last tip and hopefully the tip that has already resonated with you as you have decided to accept this journey with your resolution is to keep going and not give up. 
don't give yourself unrealistic expectations. Set yourself up for success. One of my favorite, favorite trainers in the world, Jillian Michaels, said, why choose failure when you can choose success? And I think that's a really great quote. You have all the resources to set yourself up for success and to set the foundation for that. Always start with the intention to finish. Keep going, use that support network, use your resources, use your micro goal setting, use your purpose to keep driving you home. Of course, if you ever need any advice, please send me an email. I would love to talk to you. It's what I'm here for. It's what I love. So please don't hesitate to send me a message any time of the day. At the end of each episode, I would love to give you a resource which has helped give me greater understanding and fulfillment within my life. And one of my favorite books at the moment is something called Mastering Your Mean Girl by Melissa Ambrosini. The book is an amazing little guide about how we view ourselves and our self-confidence and not letting our self-deprecation which can yes can sometimes be an endearing quality and i'm the most self-deprecating person you can meet i always try and find humor within myself to laugh at myself all the time with anything i do however you don't want that side of you to take control of your success and to take control of your happiness and to take control of your self-worth. So it's a really, really, really great resource. If you can get your hands on it, please do. It talks all about how to dial up your worthiometer and just being healthy and relationships and how you can gift the world with your magical presence. So please find that book. And if you have any books to share with me, please send them along in an email and I would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Ask Katie and I will talk to you next week. Mwah.